Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. The build-up continues ahead of the race tomorrow night out of Cambridge Raceway. $900,000 on offer for this inaugural running, the first of its kind in Australasia, a slot race-style event, and with four representatives uh, from Australia, it's certainly shaping up to be a great contest and with so much interest from particularly New South Wales all eyes will be on Cambridge tomorrow night with that race to be run at 6.55 Sydney time to be shown on Sky Racing 1 but you'll be able to catch the extended trackside coverage as well on Sky Racing Active for the entirety of the night. We had Menangle race yesterday, nine races on the card there, plenty of representatives at that card who will play a part tomorrow night as well at Cambridge. Town Echo for Jack Trainer and Cam Hart was able to win the last on the card at a skinny price. Cam booted home a $101 winner prior to that in Mr. Fire. It was a mixed bag when it came to results yesterday. The Another of the uh, three-year-old Trotters Foundation heats was taken out by Paris K as well. Uh, in 58 and 9. So there should be some really good contests coming up between those two fillies, Paris K and Tough Love over the next few weeks. There's already been a trial session uh, well and truly underway at Menangle today. A big trial session as well. 11 trials in total. The first few already completed and some uh, high quality paces and trotters going around there as well. Cash and Flow was back. He rated 152 flat home in 26 and 4. Funky Monkey had another trial, her third trial this preparation. 155 and 7 was the time there over the mile trip and my ultimate Byron was back as well 153 and 6 for last year's two-year-old of the year so still a few trials to get through but that's what's transpired so far this morning at Menangle. I wanted to focus definitely on the race tomorrow night. We also have to look forward to the Renshaw Cup tomorrow night at Penrith, which is going to be great. And those fields for the Group 1 Riverina Championships are already out. So we're spoiled for choice over the Easter weekend. But one horse that we know and love here in New South Wales is, of course, Ultra Orlando. And he's taking his place in tomorrow night's The Race, the inaugural running. He's giving away a little bit of uh, age from the other perspective to his younger rivals. He, of course, 10 years old now. His nearest rivals in terms of age are Spankham and Majestic Cruiser at seven apiece. But he's certainly got plenty of miles in those old legs, but he's returned from a preparation. Well, he's returned this preparation in incredible form, and he was picked up for the race by a syndicate which includes a summit bloodstock team headed by Jamie Dernberger Smith and no doubt Jamie had a fair part to play in this relationship being formed behind between Ultra Orlando, Belinda McCarthy, Jack Callaghan and the syndicate to take their position in the race and Jamie's been kind enough to join us this morning to discuss I guess not only the decision making process but what he makes of the contest itself tomorrow night. Thanks for your time this morning Jamie I'm sure that you're very excited for what the next 36 hours or so will bring. Hey, Brett, uh, thanks for having me on once again. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting time. Um, it's a game changer for harness racing in Australasia. So, yeah, we're super excited on our end. When I was teeing up this interview, I thought I'd better send you a message because I expected you to already be in New Zealand. I was under the impression that you were heading over early, but that's not the case, unfortunately, and you won't be going at all. Yeah, last Monday, I uh, went to Melbourne Airport, uh, got stuck there in immigration three hours, and at the airport for about 11 hours, and then they decided, nah, they won't let any Aussies over until the 13th, so 
that was a trip that didn't end up happening, unfortunately. Um, so I decided to come to Sydney instead with my family, and then I got COVID. So great. <laughs> Uh, a, a comedy of errors, so to speak. Not really funny, but I guess that's the world that we're living in at the moment. But the good news is there'll be plenty of coverage for you to tune into tomorrow night to watch your runner, Ultra Orlando, go around. Let's just go back a, a little way, though, to, to when you first decided that you wanted to be involved as a slot holder in the race. I have no doubt that yourself and your team were probably pretty keen from an early point in time. But how did the relationships between the other partners in this slot come about and uh, was it a nervous wait to find out if you had received the slot? Yeah so when I went over to New Zealand for the jewels last year had a good chat with David Branch um, I said to him we need to run a slot race it'll be a game change for harness racing and uh, yeah he indicated that that was the plan on their end so I just said to him I'd love for us to have a chance to be able to buy a slot and then the time come, he hit me up, and then it's pretty simple from there. Uh, I just spoke to a couple of my owners, uh, Richard Cole with NIT, um, Trevor Casey that we bought Spirit of St. Louis off, and he still owns a share, and a couple of other owners of ours, Glenn Holland, Stephen Hunt, and Aaron Bain, of course. And then we just decided, yep, we'll just jump in together and just try to find the best horse, find the most gate speed. Well, it would appear as though you've probably managed to do that, but the decision-making process behind picking up Ultra Orlando, it's been interesting to sit back and watch how the different parties played their hand, I guess. Uh, some went very early. We know that Self-Assured was picked up fairly early as well, which is not surprising, but uh, you guys were probably one of the, the latter few to grab a horse. So was the fact that you've got a, a very significant interest in Spirit of St. Louis a reason behind that? Was it a case of waiting to see if he was going first and then once you came to the conclusion that he wasn't, then you had to change tact a little bit? Uh Slightly. I've been in the gallop since I was a kid and I've watched the Everest slots fill and generally those ones that take them too early, many things can go wrong. They're livestock. So, yeah, we just thought we'd just keep our cards close to our chest. Obviously, we've been talking to many trainers about horses and created a list, a short list, where we'd go and try to hunt those horses. Um, Spirits and Louie was definitely on the list, but I agree with Belinda and Luke McCarthy. If they don't put him on the water walk now for a month, well, then he's never going to have a chance to do it until next year's Miracle Mile. So we just waited, and then uh, we were going for one change who put in a poor run. Trevor Casey said he's out, so I just made an SOS call to Belinda, begged her. She said, well, let's do out to Orlando. He's got the gate speed. And then we went through, did his form, and we thought if he could draw the lead on a 1,000-metre track, it would be ideal. Well, then you must have been eagerly watching that barrier draw on Saturday night because I think it's fair to say wherever he'd drawn on the front line, he was going to be very hard to hold out early on. But two looks perfect. You must have been thrilled. Yeah, my sister Cherie Curtis and I, we were on the phone to Mick Gearan and Cherie said, you've got to pick the second one because we want barrier two. It's a favourite number. So we picked that one and dragged barrier two and, yeah, it was unreal. I was super pumped. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a perfect scenario unfolding there. Young Jack Callaghan is going across to 
partner Ultra Orlando tomorrow evening. He's a quirky horse, Ultra Orlando, despite the fact that he's now 10 years of age. I still watch him every time he goes out on the track and he's got a bag of tricks. So I guess the decision to leave Jack aboard him was probably a no-brainer. Yeah, most definitely. When I had a chat with Belinda and Luke about it, um, gets along with him so well and gets him off the arm quicker than anyone else. So it was definitely an easy decision for us. Uh, Jack Gallion, pretty sport young fellow, gets to travel the, the country and New Zealand um, at a young age, but he's just an unbelievable driver. He's just so cool, calm and collective. So he'd be the perfect driver for him. And definitely the youngest rainsman in tomorrow night's race by Grins, being only 20. When you think of the likes of Ricky May, Mark Purden, Morris McKendry, Brent Mangos even, they've been around for a long time, but Jack has managed to achieve some pretty amazing things in his first few seasons of driving, then throwing Cam Hart, Jack Trainer, uh, The Aussie representatives certainly have that touch of youth about them as well. Now, the barrier draw is one thing, but tactics are another. And you've come out this week and been very open in the fact that I, th- I think everybody assumed he would be first to the fence, Ultra Orlando, and myself included thought, well, then who's the horse that he hands up to? But you're of the opinion that it's not that simple. Well, if it was a mile track or a 1,400-metre track, we'd definitely look to hand. But uh, Luke McCarthy and Belinda McCarthy and I, we went through the whole many scenarios as we conceivably could, and we all come to the conclusion that if we're going to go there to race to win, we need a lead. So we're not going to race to try and run second or third. We're going to try and win. So nice, tight track, um, quite leader bias there, even though there is a sprint lane. Uh, we'd rather have stylish Memphis on our back than any other horse so we think that's the perfect scenario for us so we'll be leading and hopefully winning well it's one way to put yourself right in the driver's seat to take control of the race just on I guess his last few runs when he has led has that concerned you at all or is it a case of horses for courses this is a, a very different scenario that will unfold tomorrow night well, it's down to fitness as well. Spoke with Linda and Luke. They said that he just wasn't 100%. They reckon he's rock hard now. So this is perfect timing. I understand that he has led a couple of times at an angle and been rolled his last couple. But it's such a long straight there. Cambridge isn't. And it's such a tight track. Make ground off the course. And when you're so far back, it's just extremely hard. So, which... South Coast Arden winning the jewels last year showed that. Um, I think the only one that comes from behind was a Cuda, but that's a Cuda free. So, yeah, we'll definitely be chanting our arm. Well, it's certainly adding to the intrigue of this race, and I don't think the Kiwis are going to know what has hit them when Ultra Orlando blasts off the gate. They know him well, of course, but it just seems as though the Menangle Racing uh, has turned him into a, a different horse over the last few seasons and he's been at the top level and so competitive in all of the big time races for such a long period of time he's going to give this race an almighty shake tomorrow evening best of luck jamie sorry that you can't be there but hopefully all the same i'm sure that you won't mind too much if he manages to get the job done where you are and he's hoping that uh, he can salute for the aussies Thanks again, Britt. Yep, very excited. Um, the race by Grin, great initiative, and I'm excited for the future of the game. Absolutely. A big thanks to Jamie Dernberger Smith there from Summit Bloodstock, one of the partners in the slot that have managed to obtain Alta Orlando. And 
as he's just alluded to there, he'll be leading this race and he'll be giving it an almighty shake from that position. I think it really does change the whole outlook uh, of how this race will transpire with him out in front and we know how important it is to be on pace and on the pegs around Cambridge. If he can bring his absolute best and by the sounds of things he's right where he needs to be now, uh, they're going to take... Well, he's going to take a lot of beating from that position. So that's tomorrow night, 6.55 Sydney time. Extended coverage across the evening on Sky Racing Active. The main race, race number seven, the race by Greens out of Cambridge to be run on Sky Racing 1 as well. Stylish Memphis, Ultra Orlando, Mac Dam and Majestic Cruiser, the names that we know oh so well as representing Australia, taking on the might of the Kiwis in their backyard. The Renshaw Cup tomorrow night. Don't forget that. I'm sure Mick Guerin will uh, touch on it tomorrow morning in the Thursday edition of On The Pace through towards that Riverina Championships on Easter Saturday. Tonight, we've got a card of 10 races out of Bathurst as well, and quite a good card as well. So make sure to tune into that this evening uh, several competitive races on the docket that's tonight the first underway at 5:27 out of bathurst mick and we'll be back tomorrow morning to discuss all things harness racing here on sky sports radio at 10 30.